Greetings, beautiful, bold people. Welcome to the BKB Show podcast, that podcast that brings you informative content and inspiration galore. I am Malerato Muimani, and I will be your host for as long as we are together. On today's episode, we are going to talk about investing in rental real estate across Africa with our guest, Eri Olua, a Nigerian serial entrepreneur. He's going to be sharing with us some of the challenges he faces operating this business, not in just one country, but across the continent and the world at large. And at a later stage, we will be joined by our co-host, Musa Asante, also known as Rebellion on Twitter. She's a blogger. And she's got some few questions she wants to ask our guest about his book titled 11 Power of Successful Landlord and how to become um, that's how to become a money printing real estate boss. I am definitely sure that you, dear listener, want to know how, how that can be made possible. One of Eri Olua's passion is to help people create um, result-oriented um, strategies to make money. So we got the right person. Let's hear what he has in store for us. Eri, hello. Welcome to the BKB Show podcast. We're so honored to have you here with us. Could you please briefly tell us who Eri Oluwa is and what is he known for? Thank you, thank you. The player is mine. I am Eri Oluwa a polymath, serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, author, coach, mentor, a Christian, and a Pan-Africanist. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. On your Twitter bio, you you mentioned that you help ambitious-oriented people to make money, buy their first property, and build real estate portfolio in Africa. How do you do that? If someone comes to you and say, Eri, I need assistance with exactly what you wrote on your bio. What exactly are you going to do to make sh- to 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 make that possible? Yes, thanks. I help ambitious people create resort-oriented strategies to make money by helping them explore and optimize their money-making options. Then show them how to invest the money in rental real estate. You know. If you already have money and you're making you know a lot of it but not so much you know and we can help develop a sure mechanism to making sure and help you to move from where you are to the next level you know and if you already have real estate maybe you are struggling to make money or maybe you are not um, um making enough or you are running at a loss. My job is to show you how to run a profitable real estate portfolio, you know, and, and I will make sure that happens. Yeah. And here we are talking um, running your business in a continent of 54 countries with different regions, what have you. What are some of the challenges that you have encountered operating this business as a real estate investor across Africa as a whole? Oh, thanks. Our common denominator in Africa is poverty. And since real estate is the leveler, you know what? It is the veritable tool to create wealth. 
So when I speak the language of financial freedom, financial independence, it's highly, highly comprehensive. People understand me across the continent. They understand because they are tired of being poor. They are tired of being used. They are tired of trying things that don't work. And many people don't just know how simple and how easy these things are. So I make sure, you know what, I speak in the language that they understand. And my formula is tested and foolproof. So it's, it's very easy. And it's easily comprehensive for everyone across Africa, from the east to the west to the north and, and the south. Yes, you know, there are various different laws God, um, uh, concerning real estate in various countries. But when you take your time to learn it, you know, like I did, and when you take your time and get interested in practicing in these countries, then you will understand that, you know what, in as much as there are uh, differences here and there, there are many similarities. And if you explore this, if you explore the law and use it effectively, you will be able to create wealth. Thank you. I know business people are good at keeping records. So I want to find out from you, Eri, out of 54 countries, do you have a, a number of, of countries and clients you have rendered your services to? Thank you, thank you. Majority of my clients are from Nigeria. You know, I have a sizable number across Africa too. So we have South Africa, Namibia, Kenya, Uganda, Angola, Mozambique, Zimbabwe, Ghana, Senegal, Cameroon, Mali, Sudan. I can go on, you know. I even have people from America, UK, France, Germany, and, you know, Dubai. So, real estate is something that people are coming to understand that with real estate, you can actually, you know, build and create an empire that, that outlives you. It's not something that you do for today, it's something that you do for tomorrow. And when you think, come to think about it, the first commandment that God gave man, you know, is, is to own real estate. That's the first commandment. And when you look at, you know, every time the, the, the issue of wealth transfer is being discussed in the Bible. Apology to those who are not Christians, but I just I, I'm just I just wanna state some historical fact here. When you look at the times that you know wealth transfer is being mentioned in the Bible. You would see if you, if you take your time to read, you know, because I love reading, you know, I, I read a whole lot of things that are not, you know, even alongside Christianity or what have you. I read. So if you take your time to read, you would see that in the Bible, every time word transfer is being mentioned, it is all about real estate. It is all about land being given to a new set of people. So real estate is not just a means of wealth creation, it's a means of wealth retention. And it is a means of transferring that same wealth, you know, across generation. So it is, it is really a big deal. Yeah, so, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for your time, Eri. Before we move on to our co-host, how can people reach you? Thank you, thank you. They can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is I am Eri Oloa. You know, they can they can reach me via DM there. 
They can also reach me on my Gmail, you know, via email. I am a Reolua at I am a Reolua one at gmail.com. Uh, they can reach me there, you know. And yeah, and they should try to get my new book. I mean, that book it's a lifesaver. Already people are giving me feedbacks and I'm happy. I'm happy about it. You know, they must try to read it and get back to me, you know, and send me emails so that I can answer as many of their questions as possible. I'm looking forward to hearing from them. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for this podcast, for this platform to actually reach out to as many people who want and who desire legit wealth for themselves and for the generation coming after them. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks once again for your time and for allowing us in your space, Eri. Talking about your book, our co-host, as I mentioned at the top of the show, our co-host will be asking you questions regarding it. Musa, welcome to the BKB Show podcast as our co-host. The platform is yours. Thank you so much, Lerado. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me into your wonderful podcast as a co-host. Thank you for the opportunity. I am grateful for this. And I would also like to thank Eri for giving me the opportunity to preview his book and review it. It has been a wonderful journey going through each and every page. And I'm glad that we have come here all together and we will be exploring this opportunity. Hi, Eri. My first question to you would be about land. As I went through your book, the first chapter speaks about uh, property, real estate, and you mentioned that all of this is all about land because you cannot build property if you do not have land. So my question to you as a Nigerian in South Africa and knowing very well that in South Africa we have issues of land whereby black people do not own land you know we only own a fraction a small fraction so as somebody who has been in this profession what has been your experience about the issues of land in this country and again based on land have you seen more more black people coming up into buying land or investing in property Yes, I know. Thanks. You know what? It is a sad commentary because landedness is being penniless. There's no rich man that I know. I mean, absolutely none. I don't know if you know anyone, but when it comes to me, there's no rich man that I know who doesn't own real estate. So it explains why black people are poor. Because when you are landless, you don't have money. It's it's just that simple. <sighs> you know what? For example, if I go back home now, you know, let's assume I go back to Nigeria or yeah. And if I go with just one piece of bag, I have places to call homes that I get back to. I have lands to get back to. To get what I mean. And and it's not something that happened now. 
you know, it's something that I inherited from my dad, you know. So you need to understand that when people have real estate, it is a vehicle of wealth retention and also wealth transfer. So it, it's not something that just hangs with you. You are able to pass it down to the next generation. And it explains why these other groups are rich, stupendously so. Why? Because these people have access to land that has been passed over to them. So if you get a buy, you know, if you get a home real estate after that, like I do, after that, you can buy it off what is being passed down to you. You get what I mean? So it's an incredible advantage. And, and I mean, it, it explains why, you know. So imagine now, like I said, if I go back now and and I just go back with my bag, I have places to call home. I wouldn't have to rent. Now imagine somebody going there or somebody who doesn't have such privilege. They would have to pay for rent and I wouldn't have to pay for rent. And if we are going into the same economy, I have an advantage just because of that. You may think it's small when you calculate the rent, but the pain of the of the rent, the pain of that payment and, and all of those things. So not having the pain of, of such gives you an incredible ability to be able to deliver, to be able to perform more, to be able to do more. Why? Because you are in a better position. It is an advantage. So it explains a whole lot of things and and i tell you you know um being landless has placed us um in a position of luck i, I tell you that i tell you that it has placed it has placed us in, in a position of luck yeah let me let me just stop there yes and, and then again now talking about buying unfortunately we aren't buying enough as we are supposed to you know, um, there is a saying that when your house is on fire, you don't have the luxury of playing around. And unfortunately, you know, some people don't get it. They don't get it. Because if you understand the magnitude of what we have to do, you know, our forefathers, they tried. You know, and when I mean our, I'm, I'm being collective right now. That, you know they fought for the for the independence and, and all of this we have a duty we hold the coming generation a, a strong and viable economy and we need to make that happen to them and what does that mean it means we have to learn you know there's there's a lack of financial education so we need to be financially educated you know being a graduate is not enough you need to know, you need to know your way around finances because that empowers you. And, and it's not something that is limited to South Africa alone. I mean, across the world, the financial illiteracy is enormous. In fact, South Africa uh, percentage compared to some other countries is, is far better, you know, far better. I think, uh, I think it's 42% or thereabout that the financial literacy in South Africa Nigeria is lower than that, you know. Um, go to, go to, 
India, it's it's bad. It's it's just bad. I think this is about twenty-eight or thereabout percentage. So uh, we need to be financially educated. And talking about buying, talking about buying, you know what? The young ladies are killing it. We must give you you ladies kudos. You girls, you ladies are killing it. They are killing it. You know what? By the end of July this year, you know, women are they 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 they, they bought to the tune of fifty seven percent, you know, of the total volume of properties, you know, residential properties in the market. You know, that's that's an incredible number. Incredible. Fifty seven percent that is women accounted for you know individually or in partnership 57 percent i mean that's that's awesome you know and, and we're talking about big numbers here we're talking about these number big numbers we're talking about <laughs> to the tune of um, six billion runs so i mean that's that's incredible that's over over six billion rand. That's that's incredible. So um, we must we must we must give women kudos. You know um, the value of residential property registered at the deed office. I'm talking about July this year. So I mean they they are doing it. They are killing it. So uh, we are climbing the ladder. We are trying, but not as we should. And that is why it is very important for us to. For us to own and learn financial education. Thank you. On the issue of mentorship, is it something that happens organically or is it something that a person chooses? For an example, you you're a novice and you enter into the the profession and there are people who have been there. Do you get to choose pe- uh, somebody to mentor you for yourself? Or does a mentor feel the attraction organically with a novice and uh, bring them up to the level of a mentor and a mentee? And for yourself, how did you um, get to meet your mentor and how did you know that this person was going to mentor you? (laughs) Okay, you know what? You don't get to choose your parent. That's the luxury you don't have. But you have the privilege of choosing who to mentor you. You have to be deliberate about that. Because the ball is in your court. Like you said, it can happen organically. Whereby we just gel and um, you just get to say, you know what, please can you mentor me? Or you can seek them out. There are some that have, that happen organically. You know, I think I mentioned it in the book. One of them is my friend, Deji Fasil, but he's big in the real estate sector, you know, in Nigeria. And um, we are friends. So organically it grew. And I sought him out to please mentor me. Do you get it? Beyond our friendship. And the other, other mentor, I was deliberate. I went after them. If there was one of them, it doesn't have time at all and all that. I had to make sure I caught it. You get what I mean? And the other one, I paid for it. I paid. So, and and, and I, I tell you most solemnly that 
My life has not remained the same again since those impartations. It changed my life, changed the trajectory of my life. And I've never stopped learning from there. I've never stopped seeking mentorship from there. You know, everything like mentorship is the gain without the pain. So you have to be deliberate about it. And, and to be candid, many people don't get it. They assume that a role model is a mentor. No, a role model is someone you admire. Somebody you admire, you love them, you know. You're Dangode and Co, I mean, Patrice Musepe and all of those people, you know. They are your role model. You like them and, and all that, but there is no interpersonal relationship. You get what I mean? And to me, that is role modeling. You know, you, you admire them. You want to be like them, you know. Apologies to those who are not Christians. Apology to them. But I tell people that the Bible is a very profound financial education book. You know. And if we take a brief perusal into the Bible, we would see a lot of mentorship story. You know, one of them is Elijah and Elisha. I mean, it was personal. It was it was a, a, a relationship, you know. And when you when you talk about other ones, when you talk about uh, what's the late the name of this queen uh, Queen Esther, when you talk about Queen Esther, she didn't just be she didn't ascend to the throne by accident. No, she was mentored to the throne. It was mentorship that gave her an edge over the other contestants. She had access to some different profound information that was instrumental to the king picking it. If you read the story, it's there. You know, mentorship is having access to information that people know, and it just gives you an advantage. She had an incredible advantage, you know. Talking about that, okay, what about Ruth? You know, she was mentored by Naomi, and she got the most eligible bachelor of her time, you know, and she was a foreigner. In a, in a strange land, but because of mentorship, she was able to beat all other women to it. And you would say, Oh, maybe she's from an affair. No, she was gleaning. You know what it means to glean? It means she was scavenging. But it was recorded that she was able to get what she wanted because she was mentored how to get it done. Naomi mentored her how to get. Boaz, who happened to be the most eligible bachelor of that time. It's like somebody being mentored now to marry the most eligible bachelor in Nigeria, Dangote. You get what I mean? Or to marry the most eligible bachelor in the world, Elon Musk. You get what I mean? I, I, I mean, come on. So, yes. Um, look, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. Remember, oh, now i'm asking us to <laughs> you are a christian you know what um regardless of whatever you believe in or regardless of what any of my listeners believe in but i need you to check all these stories out so that you understand what i'm trying to say you know read i mean it doesn't make you a christian when you read the bible you are reading it for knowledge you are reading it for impartation i read a whole lot of things some of these things even disagree with christianity you know that i would that i would not 
consent to, but I read them for knowledge. Okay, so you don't have to consent to it, just read them for knowledge, and you will get what I'm talking about. So, what I'm saying is, if you read one of the last stories, the last story that I would want to mention when it comes to the Bible story that inspired me so much about mentorship is the story of Paul on his way to Damascus. You know, in that encounter, he was told practically so, you know, in fact, he was instructed to go and get mentored. And his eyes would open. So what am I trying to say? Look, yes, it wasn't written like that. But in context, that's what happened. So you need to select someone that has what you need and you can relate with. Not somebody that you can relate with. You know, I was deliberate when I was looking for my mentor. Like I told you, you know, and my mentees were deliberate with me. And we have sessions, one-on-one sessions, one-on-one sessions that are instrumental to where they are today. You know, and when you check it out, a lot of them have good stories to tell. You know, I give them homework. I challenge them. You know, I, <laughs> you know what? Okay, let me, let me put it like this. I help them get through the fire. Yes. And I ensure that they come out on fire. You know, because they would practicalize everything. Everything. Everything that I'm telling them. So, if there is anyone who wants to be mentored properly, they must get in touch. I'll walk them through the fire. And they will come out on fire. Lion only give birth to lion. I, I tell you, most solemnly, there's one of my mentees who earns uh, a very small amount of money. You know, it's not up to 4,000 rand. And I promise you, as I speak, she's getting ready to buy a first property next year. You know what that means. <laughs> you know what that means. I mean, so, for somebody who's not earning up to 4,000, how did we get to do that? You know, yeah, so my point is mentorship has to be deliberate. Thank you. Many young people are interested in real estate and property profession, but because of the state of the economy in the country, especially when it was ransacked by the post-COVID lockdowns, many of them will be starting from zero and want to climb the corporate ladder as well and we know that can be very difficult which ways can you recommend for them to at least start from scratch okay okay you know what most real estate investors that i know in fact i lied <laughs> all real estate investors that i know apart from one meaning 99 percent of them started from zero so real estate is the only place where you can start from zero. You're in a good company here. You know, where to start? Get the knowledge. The knowledge will give you courage and reveal to you how to get the money you need. The knowledge. And, uh, and apologies to those who are not Christian once again, but there's 
One of my favorite, favorite Bible verse that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you know, like, like I, t- I tell you most solemnly, the people that are richer than me today know what I didn't know yesterday. And if I'm richer than you today, I know what you didn't know. That's why I'm richer than you. The moment you know that, you will be richer than me. It's, it's that simple. I mean, I almost consider him the richest guy until now. How did he get here? Because he got here because he did some incredible things. Tesla, going to space and all of those were incredible. These are things that were not done or that they didn't do incredibly well as he's doing it. And that's how he's been able to get here. It's that simple. So, real estate is where you need to start. But first, the knowledge starts there. The knowledge will give you courage, like I said, and it will reveal to you how to get the money. For example, get my book. Start from there. Get my book. You see that book? I poured my heart into it. And there is absolutely no one who can read English. If they get that book, once you get that book, there is no one who can read English and get that book and will not understand and will not be able to implement because I simplified real estate investing in that book. Step by step, I walk you through it. I mean, so get that book. It's a good place to start. Read it and also get yourself a mentor. Get yourself a mentor and be deliberate about it. A mentor that has time for you. Real estate affords us time. So, yeah. You don't, you can get one or, I don't know. Come, I'm available. Yes, my schedules are sometimes tight, but I can create time. Because that's what I have. That's what real estate affords me. Okay, so time. I, I schedule myself. I run sessions, you know, there sometimes I'll be, you know, with with my, you know, foreign mentees from America and Europe and all that. The middle of the night, if you get what I mean. So, like, even the time that I'm doing this right now, you know, so my point is, I will create time for you. Get in touch, you know, follow me on Twitter at I am Ariolua, you know, and yeah, you will, you will get incredible support from me you know i have an audacious ambition to raise 100 million 100 million millionaires you know 100 million millionaires because i have a duty to liberate as many people as possible who are willing you have to be willing you know yeah you have to be willing so be one of them get in touch For upcoming real estate agents and property owners, do you recommend that they start now with good money, saving habits and disciplines in creating a healthy credit score? With the pressure of being young and wanting to achieve much material, how would you advise them and what are some of the habits and disciplines in saving would you recommend? Look, okay. If you buy a property in your 20, 
I mean, if you buy property in your 20s, you have become a millionaire by default. I mean, it's that simple. Because by the time you are 40, you will, you would have paid up. You will be debt free if you want to. So, and, and that can only happen if you invest in financial education. I mean, what shall it profit? A newly qualified doctor, accountant, lawyer, etc. To buy expensive German car and not own a property. I mean, rent a property. So, look, even if you are a teacher, you can buy a house if you have the knowledge. Save, save, you know, all these um, labels and all of those, you will buy them, but not now. There's time for everything. Right now is the time for you to invest. It's time for you to invest. You know, there are some people that will say, oh, rich people don't wear labels and all that. It's it's not true, though. There are some rich people that love labels. I mean, nice labels. But the truth of the matter is, they are not buying it with um, their seed capital. You know, they are buying it with the returns on their investment, you know. So, like they will tell you, they say, uh, when you get paid, enjoy yourself, buy something nice for yourself and all that. I say, no, invest in your future. When I get paid, that's the first thing I do. And any money I get, the first thing I do is to invest. Then I now scramble the rest and think, oh, okay, how do I survive this? You, you get what I mean? So, uh, you have to learn to make simplification because that will help you. That will help you. So, by the time you learn to delay gratification, then you would invest first. Then, you, when it, money comes out again, you reinvest again. When it comes out again, you reinvest again. So, you now spend the fourth generation of that money on whatever you want. You can afford to blow it. You don't care. Why? Because the money will reproduce. So, yeah, um, I, I, will, I, I will say that, you know, um, it goes back to financial education, but, I mean, if you want to climb corporate ladder, and that's one of the one of the very things I tell people, start early. Start early. You want to be a corporate person, start early. Focus. Get all the degrees you can get. You know, be hot like a thermometer. All the degrees, like, 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 be very hot. So that, you know, you can climb the ladder quickly and faster, you know, and you can get more money to invest. You know, some people will say, oh, you can be um, a salary earner and, and be rich. Uh, why that may be true, but it depends. If you are a good salary earner that is well, you can be very, very rich if you know what you're doing. I mean, if you've got a mentor like me, you will be definitely rich. I mean, yes. I, I mean, you know, 
And by the time you are 30, you've climbed some ladder in your office, in your career, and you'll be any big. I mean, some people are any 150, 200,000, 300 in the same South Africa. I mean, what do you expect? Those people are they poor? They are not poor. So all you need to do is to fall in that category that earns more. That, that's all. And if you want to go career path, then you have to earn more and you have to do what it takes to earn more. And if you earn more, you will be able to do all of these things. Yeah. Thanks. Throughout the years, many people have been scammed when trying to purchase houses or property rather. You'll find that the transfer of ownership did not take place. And at that time, people had already coughed out a lot of money. How can real estate agents relay the message of proper procedures when purchasing a house as, as such because people are avoiding red tapes and extra costs of paying agents? Look, fraud is a huge thing in real estate. And it is better this side. I promise you it's better. You know, some, some months ago, Terry Bart, I think, Basket Mart, you know, we went to the same school together. Um, yeah, it's one of the most popular comedians from Nigeria. And he posted something about being defrauded. And today, it's there to get back that money. 14 years ago, if he had invested that money on that property at that time, he would have gotten a thousand percent return on his investment. According to, I think it was 14 million or thereabout. There is no way that property wouldn't be worth a hundred and forty million right now, as we speak. You know, but unfortunately, it was scammed. So, uh, fraud is a huge thing in real estate. And I, like I said again, it is better this side because the regulations and the way the economy works. You know, it's most of the transactions happen with the bank. But in Nigeria, you know, a cash-based economy, a lot of people have wasted their money. And it goes back to one thing, knowledge. If you know what you're doing, and you know the kind of paper to get, and you know the kind of how to verify and this and that, you can't be scammed. It's just that simple. You can't. You will know when to pay, how to pay, and everything. You know what I mean? You know, you will know that okay. I mean, you pay into the lawyers trust account, all these documents get signed and everything. I mean, oh, it's 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 just something that a whole lot of people need to learn. They need to know. If you do not know what you are doing, don't buy property. I mean, it's not grocery shopping, it's not clothing shopping. You got to know what you're doing. So Get somebody who know it, who can assist you, okay? Talk to a real estate agent, you know. You and 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 talking about people who don't want to pay a real estate agent. Look, let me tell you something. You can't be stingy in real estate. It's a steam spot. You wanna make it? You wanna go far in real estate? You must be willing to give especially to real estate agents. I call them rainmakers. Those guys make things happen. 
I promise you, they make things happen. Those guys, they make things happen. Like a real estate agent knows the deal that is coming next. So you need them. You need those guys. Um, you shouldn't think you can do it all by yourself without them. You won't go far. I call them rainmakers. And you want to know why I call them rainmakers? Get my book. Relative agents, they are your friends. They are not your enemy. Okay? <laughs> when it comes to rental property, is it practical for owners to stay in the same vicinity as the tenants? As this tend to grow some familiarity, we've seen how tenants start skipping rent and even start borrowing things from the owners like horse pipes, ranches, you know. How can such be avoided in business terms? As in the book, it stated that families, friends must be avoided. But now when you are staying with tenants and you are starting to grow familiarity with them and thus becoming friends, you are crossing that line. Therefore, would you advise owners to stay in the same vicinity as tenants? Okay, I get that. That's actually a good question. But all your questions have been incredible and I must, I must salute you on that. You know, you are quite very very you guys are intelligent the kinds of questions you've been asking me and i'm honored to be to be on this platform you know and thank you also to the listeners um, for taking their time to tune in into this I, I really hope you guys have gotten value so back to your question <laughs> okay let me put it this way there are do's and don'ts there are some things that you don't do you must never cross some line for example you can't start borrowing stuff from the tenant money and stuff like that you can't it's wrong you get what i mean you must respect yourself you can't start behaving inappropriately and not be disrespected. Ever see a king shouting, respect me, respect me, respect me? No. All he needed to do is to carry himself like a king and he would be respected. You know, he would be honored. And that's just, that's just how it works. Like you did see in my book, I spoke about how to be a landlord you know when you have a good lease agreement in place you have solved half of possible disrespect the problem it won't happen you know it won't just happen i have never been disrespected i have never because i know how to select you know i'm here i'm I'm conducting businesses in Nigeria. You get what I mean? Through the phone. There are some people I, I got to interview on the phone. So, how did I get to select good people without even seeing them physically? I learned the art of doing it. You can learn it too. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote them in my book. You get what I mean? So, yeah.
What are common challenges that are faced by real estate professionals across Africa or rather across the world? Okay. Yeah, the common challenge is money. It's money. There's not enough money. <laughs> there is not enough money. You know, Grant Cardone has got over $8 billion real estate. I mean, yeah, over $5 billion real estate investment. But he's still looking for money to do more. You get what I mean? Because money is the is the fuel for your real estate vehicle to move forward. You need money, you know. Also, there is the challenge of being misunderstood, you know, yeah. The challenge of being misunderstood by homeowners. And and you see many homeowners, they hate real estate investors. And, and I'll tell you what though, for a good reason, some real estate investors are not here. Um, they, 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 they don't have the, the spirit of Ubuntu, you know, they are not cognizant of the fact that, you know, this is a, a humanity business, you get what I mean? So, but aside those ones, generally, homeowners association don't like real estate investors, it's a big challenge globally, you know, so you need to learn how to relate with them. And sometimes, regardless of whatever you do, you just need to accept the fact that they don't hate you they just eat what you do so it's not about you it's about what you do so there are ways to midwife it there are ways to manage it you just need to learn it also learn it we'll try yeah um i don't back down when i see problem i find solution and you should too thank you Yes, that brings us to the end of Eri's interview with our co-host Musa Asante. I thoroughly enjoyed everything about it um, and I took a lot from it. I hope you did too. From the questions to the answers, here are some of the interesting points that I picked up from this episode. Um, one, that we have a strong and viable economy so it's important for us to know our way around finances we need to be financially educated and have a, a good relationship with our money so that our money can work for us and on mentorship when choosing a mentor you you got to be deliberate you need to select someone that has what you need and you can relate with and also when you do business with other countries or in other countries you need to understand the laws and regulation of those countries so we basically have to to be knowledgeable about the industry as well because knowledge is power and that knowledge can be acquired through learning special thanks to both eri and musa for their cooperation and contribution to the show dear listeners thank you so much for giving us your ears we truly appreciate it and and please connect with us on our socials we are the bkb show everywhere you can find us on twitter facebook instagram and on the streets please also subscribe on our youtube channel enjoy your weekend and your blessings goodbye take care love you all <laughs>